Hello and welcome to episode 181 of the ANF podcast with me, Scott Cassin-Renny, and himself. Alcoats. 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 It's me. It's me. It's How me. the hell are you? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in this. I don't know. Been not been very well this last couple of weeks. Um, oh, precious lambs of us. So I know. Everything, um, oh. but yeah, I don't know. It's just I, it's a, such a weird time of year. I'm not going to yeah. holiday in January again. I think that's what did it. Oh, I know you're a martyr to your your holidaying. I, I, I've got needs. to try these things out for everybody, haven't I? So you know, whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. And how's Mister Coates? Well, I've sold a house and bought a house, and yes, that's all very complicated. We've yeah, we were in the process mm. of moving house, which is incredibly stressful minute by minute, but it's all working out okay. So we've 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 got a buy for our house, and we've got we've got somewhere we want to go, which is a bit complicated because we sort of. Having had a big family, you know, we, we we were at one point it was nine of us in the house, so it was a big house, um, and then we downsized to what can only be described as a massive house, which was smaller but smaller than big one. And now we're downsizing to just a four bedroom, and sort of in our head, oh, we're going, oh, how are we going to put our stuff and and you know, <laughs> and and um, and then you kind of have to go like reality check. It's the biggest house in the street. Um, <laughs> have a real and so it's a really odd sensation and um but actually really reflecting on why we're moving and thinking about um mm. and there's a I, I, i'm not i'll not tell how i got to that because it's boring but it's idea that places hold kind of hold stuff like physical buildings hold stuff yeah, and i think we mentioned I it in totally podcast. Yeah. and i just feel like it, it i hadn't realized how actually i just hate this house because of wow. the things that happened there. We moved there. We moved there. We, as I probably mentioned, it's the end of a track. So we do kind of keep our kids safe. But actually, even that move is kind of a really negative move. It was a, a move so that my children wouldn't run away, <laughs> which is <Right>. awful. <laughs> and, or they'd run and they'd, be, they'd get into trouble. And so it, and you it was to isolate us because of the kind of the vulnerability that, that, that was present. And I just, and I thought, this idea that some of this stuff is just so normal in our, you know, like yeah, you, no. you you don't raise your eyebrows and go, oh my goodness, you kind of go, yeah, I get that. And, and I think some of this stuff, it puts us so outside of the normal and it sort of linked into a yeah. bit of the whole stuff around, we were talking about therapy, parent, which was a massively listened to podcast, really interesting feedback and stuff people have been giving. And so it, it really made me think about, so this is like a Ronnie Corbett story, isn't it? I, I started <laughs> one place and I've gone to somewhere else. Um, and so it just made me realize that this moment when we made the decision to move, actually, I felt like there's lots of stuff around this house that is, is I'm really happy to leave behind because we're not there anymore. We're not mm. in that place and we need a different house for a different purpose now. So it's, so it's a big deal. It's quite emotive and quite, uh, it feels like a real moment that we're moving wow. out of that phase of our lives where our, our lives were consumed with the needs of our children. Yeah, so that's quite a good well, thing. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I mean, but that's parenting, is it not? I mean, you know, you mm, do mm. what you need to do at the time for what, the the reasons that you need to do it. Absolutely, and, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, 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 we're living in a five bedroom house for what reason? Oh, because we've got three boys, and there's a spare room just in case. You know, <laughs> like we don't need yeah. a five bedroom house. House um, got five bedrooms. It has. <laughs> just, uh, you, talk, you, you talk amongst yourself and I'm just going to have to think about that Actually, I can't think we have five bedrooms there's a, there's a room that you didn't see because it was full of junk when you <laughs> it was full of the child you don't talk about <laughs> yeah we'd actually plasterboarded over the door so you couldn't see it it's not for Tris but no I, I, and that's right and, and I think that um, you know I, I think I've talked about the house that we sold in the UK before we moved to Ireland and you know Tris feels very much that that house just held the trauma of some of the experiences yeah. we'd had with the boys. And, you know, to leave, it was a massive relief. And, you know, it we, we moved because we wanted to move on to different things, yeah. not because, you know, not, mm. not for the same reason you're, you're, you're moving for, but um, when it's right, it's right, isn't it? Another thing I will say is the amount of crap that we traipsed around with us. 
I mean, what, emotionally, physically, no, psychologically, just the proper the things that we have that we just don't <laughs> need. I mean, we are not. We're oh. well. You know this. We're paying for storage on crap. You know. Are you paying? Oh, yes, yes, we are. You paying for yeah. We're, oh, crikey, I mean, that's awful. We're here two and a half years. We're in this house two and a half years, and we're still paying for storage for crap that we've not used. So why are you, you instant? You know. Why do you just default on it and it can become an episode of storage wars and what they find in your <laughs> Oh, my God. They would find um, they would find so much rubbish in there. <laughs> It'd be almost well, worth actually, defaulting to the vein well, hoping uh, it got I mean, on the telly. When, what was interesting, I, I did put on, I, I checked in on Facebook a couple of months ago because we had to go down because when we first took out the storage unit, it was really cheap and they've just kept on putting the price up because it was a special <laughs> offer or whatever. And Tris went, nope, I'm refusing, I'm refusing to pay, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I so imagine. let's go and, let's go and get, get rid of it. And we've got a spare room at the office, so we're stuck in the office for now. But of course, we couldn't get it all out in one day because there was so much stuff. So we spoke to the guy and he said, yeah, you can have a smaller unit and this is how much it is. And it's the same price as what we were paying for the bigger unit all that time ago. So some of the stuff is there, some stuff is there. But um, when I was going through it, I was like, why have we, like, Fraser doesn't live with us. He hasn't lived with us for three years now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the space for his stuff, but there's pairs of his shoes, there's clothes <laughs> that he's never going to be able to fit into again, never mind where. Just chuck them. So, so we've been paying for all this. Um, and I think the only, the difference with Ireland is that we don't have free access to refuse tips. We have to pay uh -huh. So yes. that you know, we don't we we have to pay Just for a reflection. Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> it's tempting. It's tempting. Well, he's visiting tomorrow, so he might be going back with a few boxes. No, he Excellent. won't be because he Excellent. he doesn't have the room. But yeah, um, but I do find that you know the the amount of amount of crap that we carry around with us i mean I'm, I'm i'm just looking up here i've got um wine racks there that we bought from ikea and two cutlery racks that i've had on facebook marketplace for two and a half years and they're still sitting there waiting to be sold <laughs> i mean why why am i doing oh, this to it's, myself <laughs> it's peculiar isn't it i don't know yeah i don't know I, I'm, I'm just intrigued by all that so i think i mean to, to be absolutely frank um, uh, the Paul and I nearly came to like divorce over a small wooden stool um, today, just over whether it was staying or going. And um, it became somewhat fraught and uh, long text was sent by her to me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've, and it's now I've on the fire tonight. <laughs> yeah, she, she will be literally, they'll be chopping wood when I get home, be kindling. Oh, um, so that's really complicated. But uh, what we are conscious of is the last time we moved, we were moving with um, the, the girls... Well, we moved with lots of kids. I can't remember how many. Yeah. I remember that we moved, we, 12, we downsized to a small house and one of them moved back on the day that, like, like so we were immediately overstretched. Um, but I remember it being really complicated with, with the with the kids because they were sort of, uh, let me think, it was eight years ago, so let me do the maths. It was like, they were like 11, 10, and 6, mm -hmm. 5. And it was just chaos. It was just, um, and... Oh, and I mean, I'll tell you this story, and it feels like a, a humble brag. It's like the Adoption and Fostering podcast. We just tell anecdotes from our lives. Um, and you know that infamously and almost and discreetly and hidden from general population is that in 2000, we were on the, the adoption documentary. We got, a, just the weeks before we moved, the, the, someone came back to us and went, do you fancy doing a, like a, a recap? Oh and we went, oh yeah, that'd be a right laugh. And so the day we were moving, they were filming us again so it was just another crazy day but they'd filmed us moving into that house and they filmed us leaving oh, it was just right. and there's, there's a real sense of serendipity about it all like yeah. that so yeah, yeah. did that ever air no that this uh it went to the uh, whoever the, the schedulers and they said oh no these sure. people are idiots uh let's <laughs> let's leave it um, like they, they should have realized that when they did the first documentary <laughs> yeah absolutely, that, absolutely. And that's really interesting because i knew you when you moved into the house um only only within like the first year of us knowing each other yeah 2015. Um, and i remember i, I do remember I, I do remember you moving in there so and i've been there quite a few times i've been there since mm -hmm. aneurysm gate so i'm I, I mean i know i know you live there i visit i'm going to miss visiting because it's such a you know to me it was a nice place to visit but you know i get that sometimes don't worry you know don't worry there's loads there's loads going on isn't there so yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's going on in my house. So that was a bit of a side a side swipe there of all the. the I think moving house going. is stressful, regardless of whether it's for the good, yeah. for the better good or not. You know, um, and you know, I know that 
you know, you're you're not going to have as many people living with you as what you do at the minute. Well, that's really interesting. That is maybe where we can link hoop back into the adoption. <laughs> and yeah. this idea of actually um, setting out our boundaries for our kids, our young yeah. adult kids, and going. Yeah. Uh, and this is maybe as controversial as it kind of saying, I love you dearly. It's a bit, a bit NVR. It's a bit of, this yeah. is this is a line now. You are now an adult and I there is no room for you here anymore, which is like, feels a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's not, it doesn't come natural to think, I don't think it's, you know, it's something that any parent, it doesn't come naturally to, but there does come a point where you have to say, actually, do you know what, for, for a, you know, you've got, you've got a massive house. You know, I can't imagine what it's like to keep that clean. Um, and, you know, none, neither of you are getting older, uh, younger even. Not older. You are getting older. Mrs. You're not getting any younger. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard. It's damned hard. Even the practical side of it, not just the kind of financial yeah. and, you know, emotional. Well, it's, 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 it's about, I don't know, it's, it's made me think about helicopter parenting and how, when, at what point do we, I mean, you said at the beginning, you said, as parents, we all the door is always open. The door yeah. is like that's part of the deal from day one. The door will always be open. But with complicated children, is there a moment where you go, uh, actually no, it's now a it's a stable door and only the top's open. You, the terms are different. <laughs> and if we're using the door metaphor, but I think that that is really difficult because our mm-hmm. children, you know, the, those vulnerabilities don't magically switch off. No, they they, I think sometimes they do ease the way out as the children get older. Um, but I think for us, it's about a real cl- clarity of, well, it, this is really interesting because I've been thinking about this, is is we are, some of the habits that we've got into as parents, I think, and therapeutic parenting, I think this is one of the dangers, is that some of the habits we've got into, which is um, high levels of inter- high levels of involvement in our children's lives in ways that is slightly unusual, and a, and a level of... Um, supervision and monitoring of our children's lives I'm, I'm being careful what i say is probably really intensive through certain periods of their childhood mm-hmm. and then there comes a moment where that that is not sustainable and it's not appropriate but that is a really hard habit to break especially when the stakes feel so much higher because like for me as a 22 year old and you probably like you is that our parents went eh, it'd be fine yeah he knows what you know. Don't come back. That's what. No, I wasn't told that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that might as well have been the message. Darken this door again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Where's your key? Give me a ear. <laughs> Chain the locks. We're having a leaving party for you the day after you've left. Um, exactly. You're not invited. <laughs> um, but, but I know that's something that a lot of families we struggle with. Like, how do you switch that off? And actually, do we need to put in bound put in things in place that we that other parents don't have to? Because you you were fine when you left home. I'm sure there's your parents weren't worried about you the way we're worried about our children. Maybe I don't know because it was a different kind of place for me. I mean, I didn't you know I I my mum didn't live with us, so I lived with my dad, and I left home because I told him I was gay and I had to run. Essentially, you literally so, you slammed know, that, the door behind you. Oh, by the way, I'm gay. Yeah, literally, literally told him I was gay, and then you know, moved in with a friend. So, um, and glad I did because he didn't speak to me for six months. God rest his soul. It was fine, you know, like you know, yeah, relationship and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, but but I think that was very different. But I think there's that level of kind of need for independence and in, in me very early. Um, I. I, I on reflection, I, I'm saying that, but I'm also thinking, if I didn't have to, I probably wouldn't have moved out. You know, um, yeah. Not when I did, I would maybe wait until I was twenty. But literally, I was just a couple of weeks off nineteen and dropped a bombshell and ran. <clears throat> um, so I, I guess that was very, very different. But however, and this is, you know, even though I'd upset my dad and you know my mum was fine to a point with me um they didn't worry about me because they knew i could look after myself because i had done for a couple of years anyway you know my dad was a long distance lorry driver so you know from the age of 16 i'd been looking after my brother and you know when my dad was away Mm. from home during the week because my mom wasn't there and stuff like that so i think there was that element of 
kind of they could trust that I was looking after myself, that I knew how to make a meal, that I knew how to clean up after myself, all that sort of stuff. All the kind of things that, you know, when when I think of some of my children, how they deal with that, is it am I am I doing that helicopter parent thing? Am I doing it yeah. for them? Because I don't want them feeling that, you know, I'm not able I'm not looking after them and stuff like that. But actually is that doing them any good? Probably not. Um however there's also conditions in there that you know mean that they can't do that sort of stuff for themselves like ADHD and all that sort of stuff so it's very complex that part um however I think for us you know until they I think until they reach a, a certain age you know I think I think 25 is ample time I'm not going to lie in terms of you know them at least being able to be to have elements of independence yes you can still support them but from a distance with other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like they could they could physically go and live on their own at the age of 25 without any issues um, for the but most would you, part. Could, but would you, like you've got a house big enough to take them all back, which is we sort of, all, we almost have, um, mm. but we're not going to, in the few, in the few weeks, few months or whatever, we're not yeah. going to, and that's a very purposeful choice about kind of setting some boundaries out for them. And, you know, in an in a absolute dire emergency, well, would we? Yeah. I don't know. And that's a really complicated question and not a, comp- not a question that I am sure I have a very good answer for because I think it's... <laughs> well, would, you know, obviously all children are different, all parents are different, all circumstances are different, but I do think that some, you know, I guess I'm, I, I inhabit a world where there's a lot, I, there's a lot of support groups where there's disruption Right, you know the yeah. the relationships was, are broken down. I was down. just thinking of that, yeah. Um, and and I see people really struggling with this dilemma is that children maybe return into the care system, mm. but then it, they still age out, and parents feel this huge level of responsibility to try and support their children into adulthood. Mm. Children not wanting that, or children wanting to come home, and just this actually really complicated. Uh, it's a right. I think it's, I mean, I think it's difficult for, like you said, it's difficult for all yeah. parents. And I don't think there's any right or wrong answer, you know, and just when you said about disruption there, and I'm thinking, you know, the parents that I know, <clears throat> the, the the children, young people either go off and do like university and stuff like that, but come home for holidays, or they've kind of, there's no way in this world that you could live with them as, as an adult and they've had to move out. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm struggling to think of, any, you know, or, or they actually live with them. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody that I know um, who, you know, it's just been a natural process. Um, I'm sure they exist. I'm positive. They, in fact, if they do to your listener, then, you know, write in, tell us, you know, come and talk to us about it because it'd be a really interesting conversation to see how that's been managed and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I can't, I can't genuinely think of anybody in the time and all the people that I know through adoption, that it's not either been some some form of disruption to living together, mm-hmm. or them kind of going to either private school or university or something like that, or you know they either they, they just live and that's it. Um, and you know Fraser, our oldest, um, you know he moved out, he came back, he moved out. I think he came back again, and then he moved out again. And hopefully this time he'll come back. <laughs> He's got a baby, you know. Hopefully that's you know that that's that's his yeah. life now. And, you know, having a child and and someone who's committed to. Hopefully that that has a, a, an impact. And I know it's been the same for for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, you you grandparents now three, and you know it's yes, kind of, it's very exciting. And it's well, it is exciting, but it's also like for us, it's also very, you know, I think there's there's always lots of doubts about various things for their children, um, and I think if we were to vocalise them, we'd be seen as being uh, the big bad wolf because we're we're thinking things that we shouldn't be thinking. But yeah. I think that's just our nature because we're worried, we're we're concerned. We, you know, there's there's now another generation to be concerned about. And I think that that's, you know, that's natural. That's a natural thing to be like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean to say that we're going to, you know, share it on a podcast, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, I think that you do tend to have these kind of feelings and these thoughts of what if, what if, what if. Yeah. Because, because you, you care. We care. You know, we care about our children. We care about their partners. We care about the grandchild. And that's just the way that, that that's just a normal process of being a parent, I think, and a grandparent. Yeah. So excellent. Um 
I have a little. I, I want to. You'll never guess what I've been doing I over my evenings. So on I the internet, know. I don't know what you do. I I, I give up <laughs> trying to keep track of you anymore. So I've been scouring the world to find out how, <laughs> literally, scouring about looking at adoption support. And thinking, I know that sounds like a really obvious thing. I feel like a fundamental thing to what we do as a podcast and conversation to have. But actually looking for what does good adoption support look like in different countries? Really struggling to find that out, actually. Be surprised. <laughs> but yeah, really interesting. So, but it, the reason, there's a couple of reasons why I, that I've been thinking that. And one is, um, one is something that I'm applying for, which I'll not keep, I'll not, I'll keep that off the podcast until we get a bit further down the line with that application. Um, the second thing is I was asked, I got an email, Scott, of um, some very important people, Coram Bath. Uh, and John Simmons is retiring. Well, it happens. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, and there's a, the day of his retirement, they're having a bit of a party for him, which is very exciting. So I got an invitation to that, which I was quite pleased about. Don't be. Oh, don't. Uh. oh, yeah. Again, Scots in Ireland, so doesn't get invited to these sorts of things. Well, that, you you amazing. chose to move to a different country, Con considering the amount of work that I've done for Corumbah. Anyway, on you go, crack on, love, crack. And on. I got asked to be. They said, "Oh, would you fancy speaking at? We're doing an event in the afternoon. Would you fancy speaking at it?" And I thought, "Well, you know me. Yeah, yeah, I'll speak to it." Um, and it was it said keynote, and then I looked, and actually they're asking me to speak for twenty minutes as the keynote on adoption support. Oh, really? Oh, and I thought to myself, what the hell, what the hell do you say about adoption support? Because in the light of that, today, I email, <laughs> right, and I had an email, this is, so this is the reality of adoption support for someone. And I'll be really, I'll be discreet and I'm not going to kind of breach any confidentiality. So I did an email, family with a child with violent, aggressive behavior, adopted child, uh, police involvement, school, frantic, um, a whole raft of, um, complicated you know you know that story right family at crisis you know crisis for a child crisis for adults um they and i saw that i get an email and my first thing is like oh crikey um right let me find out so i said so what uh have they got a social worker um a post-adoption support worker and the and the answer comes back goes no they're on a waiting list to get post-adoption support Your and I was gen I'm genuinely speechless that they're actually on a waiting list to see a social worker. If they were saying, oh, an assessment for the ASF, I go, well, I kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But actually, I just think, my goodness, are we... Is that, is that a thing now, is it? A waiting list I don't know. for an option support social worker? I was gobsmacked. I'm... Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You kind of go, wow, we signed up. Do you think that no, there's no, an element? I'm saying, wow, because I can't believe this has become a thing where you actually have to go into a waiting list for yeah. an adoption support social worker. I could understand a waiting list to have your heart surgery, maybe, you know, but not. No, actually, that's that's a wrong example to use. I don't know. For a, for a referral for something, you know. Like, like an assessment, medical. like yeah, a formal assessment, yeah. 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 But yeah. to actually get I, someone... I, I, to ring you back and say, how the hell are you? You go crikey. Jeez, Louise. And I it just made me... It... I should have trained as a social worker. <laughs> no, Damn. Missed that out. <laughs> well, it just made me really think about this. I mean, that, that it's you can't tar the whole system with, with that brush. No, I'm sure that's not every agency. No, yeah. But, but we surely... Yeah, but I, I'm sort of like, I'm quite speechless about the whole thing, really, because I think I can't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am as well. And, you know, I can say this because I, I have no affiliation with any agency in the UK anymore, clearly. Absolutely. Carl, thank you very much for not inviting me to John Simmons' retirement, too. I'll take a selfie with John for you. Anyway, um, uh, but the whole point of RAAs was to support families that, that ultimately that was the aim of RAAs was to be able to provide more support for families yeah and we're we'll now stop. in a position where we've got waiting lists for families to access adoption support for social worker you could not yeah. make this sh1t up yes you really so couldn't no so if you're the head of an RAA and you want to get in touch I'll tell you if it's yours um <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not even yeah, email us to the anf podcast at gmail.com yeah. and or if it's your be... yeah yeah and if it's your era i'd be really interested if people you know we really we really appreciate getting correspondence from people and um uh, we don't I, we don't use it all for the podcast let's be honest we might no, no, no. we might pick themes out from it but we don't you know we will never yeah we would never bite the hands that feeds us in terms of you know no no i mean because yeah. a lot of agencies do use our podcast as a reference point so i no. wouldn't want to be upset in any agency but if it's a thing and it's becoming a thing then we can we can talk about it and get well, I'll give you a good example. So last year, someone did get in touch with us and sort of told us something about an RA, and we contacted the RA, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And we well, did. you contacted them because you because okay. you're much more diplomatic than what I is. <laughs> you um, just said, "Oi, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell?" Um, but I just think, it, crikey, it feels really. There's this constant move, this sort of like feeling of like, "Oh, we're getting better, we're getting better," and you go, "Well." Maybe for yeah. some people it is getting better, but for some that's not. So it's pretty bleak, that, wasn't it? Mm. It's made and me I mean, really I, think. You know, I, live a, I live in a country where there's no adoption support, really. I mean, there's there's things that go on, but there's no, like, there's no... I mean, don't get me wrong. And we, we did an interview with Andrew from Bernardo's in the summer. Um, Bernardo's Island, that is. And they're, they're generally the, the people that you go to if you're looking for adoption support. Um, and they do... A number of things but it's very different because most of the adoptions in ireland are from different countries it's Private, national yeah. adoptions um so it's very different but i do feel like um this is you know for for a for a country that is you know most of the children come from this the, the care system essentially that it's not set up for that and you know i, I don't want to be all oh look at us we're in europe and do 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 but it does feel like it's yet another thing that's just happening in the uk right now that's just like mm, you know well yeah I, I i don't have any i mean it's it's coincided with me looking across the world kind of like literally it's it's part of this this, this project that i'm hopefully going to get involved in and it's like thinking well how do they do it in because not every country does adoption. So how do they do it in Canada? How do they do it in the US? How do they do it in Australia, which is probably the, the four main countries? Yeah. And actually, I'm not sure any of them they've got it. anything better. <clears throat> yeah. um, you know, in, in a system where you pay, for, you have to pay for your own adoption support, mm-hmm. you go, God, that's pretty bleak, isn't it? And so it is really making me think about how we do that. And then, uh, then yeah, and hopefully... Well, I don't know. Are people looking at it still? I don't know. It just feels it. It sounds like a real downer, doesn't it, to talk about this? But this is the reality of people's lives. They're wanting help and they can't get yeah. it. That's just dire. Yeah, and I, I think as well. I'm not. And you know, <clears throat> we've talked about this a few times as well. You know, people used to use the internet in in a way for some elements of support. Yep. You know, I'm thinking about Twitter. <clears throat> I will never call it X. It's called Twitter. The end. <laughs> um, but you know, Twitter. Like- um, or even going harken back to the Adoption UK forums, you know, the online forums that you used to use. I've um, never used the forums, but I... Uh, well, I, I, I used to use them all the time. When I was a bored housewife many <laughs> moons ago, <clears throat> you know, when we first, in fact, that's a lot of the people that I still know actually come from there. But <clears throat> the, um, the opportunity to be able to get that support online was always there. But now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, there's a lot of private groups I know, and I'm not a part of any of them because I refuse to be because, you know, um, my Facebook feed would just be full of negativity and I could do without that in my life. I've got enough of it at home without looking at it online as well. Um, <clears throat> I don't mean You're... that. I, I do mean <laughs> that, but I don't mean that. Um, <laughs> but I when you think about that, that kind of, that, that's gone now. So, you know, people... And when I say gone, you know, it's gone in terms of the wider context of social media being a, a support tool. <clears throat> I, I understand why. I, I get why, because, you know, it's like there was a lot of oversharing and all that sort of stuff that went on. But it's gone. So I'm, I'm in some ways, and you know, after our little discussion there, I'm, I'm not really that surprised that people are now looking kind of for other things. Um, yeah. And it's causing kind of that... Bonnet, it's, just, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because you think that actually, um, and I probably like you. I, I mean, did you ever access? That's a good question. I don't think I've ever asked you that. Have you ever accessed post-adoption support? I mean, have you ever like rang up a social worker and said, yeah. "Help"? Absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, many times. And, you know, we had, uh, we... Um, not me. We, no, not you. Oh, I'd never ask you for any help. That's <laughs> for a <second>. Jeez. <laughs> How desperate would just, you have to be? I've just, I've just had a flush there thinking about that. Oh, my God. Um, Hiya. Yeah. Do you want me to come to a meeting with you? <laughs> I mean, you probably, you probably helped me out personally, but not family-wise. Do you know what I mean? I know. Uh, and I, you know that because, you know, yeah. I... And I, likewise... I yeah, I'll share stuff with you. You share anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, we we've had access to adoption support fund. We've had adoption support social workers um, when we lived in the UK, obviously. Um, but not the fund. And, Have you had people who've come and sort of had a yeah, tap yeah, and yeah, had a chat yeah, with yeah, you and yeah. just? But I think like, that um, for us, social work. Our agency, the agency we adopted through. This is before regionalisation because we moved, obviously. Mm -hmm when things were starting to change. Um, but our agency was still a local authority when we moved. Um, <clears throat> we had the same social worker who we could go to who was there at placement. Um, so, you know, it was kind of, a, there were a unitary authority. So, you know, city yeah. council rather than a county council. So yeah. the, the team was a little bit smaller, but actually they, they did everything. But I think that, you know, when I, when I look back, I, in fact, I'm still in contact with them all. Um, the, I think because we don't use them anymore, we're now Facebook friends and stuff. I don't approach them for anything. You know, I don't cross that line because they're now my friends. Um, but absolutely, you know, we've I've I've met social workers in coffee shops to have a chat and get advice and all that sort of stuff. So it's not something that. But I think as well, when you work in this kind of sector, well. When I worked in the sector, yeah, I picked up loads, loads of stuff that actually, you know, you would you would hear someone mention something that you maybe experienced, and you'd be like, oh, I'm just, what's yeah. what are you saying about that? Okay, I'll go and try that. Hoover up when I, all kinds yeah, of stuff. When I worked at Adoption Plus, we had a massive issue that happened, and um, you know, I was able to speak to um, the the guys at Adoption Plus. They've got occupational therapists, they've got um, social yeah. workers, they've got you know all these people. So I was able to say to them, oh, this happened last week, and they would go. So have you thought about, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. there was no directive. There was no, nobody saying, do this, do that, do the next thing. It was just, have you thought about, it? have you, you know, because they respected me as a, as a parent and yeah. they're professionals. And, and I think that's what you need, isn't it? You, exactly. Yeah. That was what I was thinking as you were talking, I was thinking that's what people want. They want to sit down with yeah. a cup of coffee with someone who's going to go, are Absolutely. you all right? Yeah. And have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And just yeah. like pulling out strengths, pulling out, have you, are you doing yeah. okay? And do you know, it's funny because yeah. you've just made me think, you know, obviously FASD Ireland, we've got our um, hub that people can ring into um, for advice. Nice segue, Scott. Nice well, segue. No, no, but it, I mean, it's available in Northern Ireland and Ireland. Um, definitely <laughs> numbers. We'll put them in the show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there is something about them. Just being able to ring up, right? And the the world is on their shoulders when they ring up, and it genuinely is, and I know yep. it is. And but by the time we've finished that conversation, we've got a couple of action points, some for me, some for them. Um, but they feel lighter because they've shared it, um, Absolutely. because they, they they recognize that actually they're not alone. Perhaps some of the stuff is is not something that they can solve overnight, and it's something that they're going to have to work on or whatever. But actually just by sharing it sometimes that is the biggest thing and i think that comes down to there's there's an element element of peer support in there isn't there? i know that you, yeah. you know we yeah. both we're both massive advocates of that um but i think that it's just some it's having access to something like that you know um and any adopters who listen who are on a waiting list or struggling or something like that Look at peer support in your area or nationally. You know, there's there's a number of yeah, organisations. I, mean, I was thinking, do, it. Do, do Adoption UK still run groups? Must do. I think they, yeah, I think they're actually expanding again because I saw they're, they're recruiting for somebody else to work with um, friend of the show Claire Tyler or Glitter Nails as she was known on Twitter. Exactly. Um, we'll soon find out if she still listens because she, she, she'll be messaging <laughs> and going, oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that they still do some stuff. But I think I think it has changed in terms of what they provide. I don't think it's quite the same in terms of you know the support group element. You know, sit down, have a cup of coffee, blah blah blah, like it used to be. I think it's you know it's a little bit more structured and perhaps organised than, than it used to be. But mm. but at the same time, maybe the cup of coffee thing is still still needed for some parents. You know, there's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm doing some support groups at the moment. Um, 
but I do one for a different country, some men in a different country. I've told you that. Um, and then um, I have also do a group for um, parents of children with violent aggressive behaviour, which is not adoption exclusive, but actually it's support around that. And that's that's a mixed group of all kinds of people, anyone who's got that issue. Yeah. And um, just that sense of sitting with someone having a cup of tea is just, it's kind of, it's a, just a damn good start. Old-fashioned mm. friendship, compassion, Absolutely. empathy, listening. <clears throat> and let's be, let's be honest, that's how peer support began was you yeah. know, people just sharing their experiences and getting support, mutual support from each other. So, you know. Yeah, and, and there's a, that, that niche of that you know that there's sort of a shortcut across some issues that you would, if, it, if you were talking to your friend or your mother or a family member or whatever, you'd have to talk about, you'd have to explain stuff. Whereas the the benefit is that you don't. You can kind of go, e, well, you know, my adoption social worker will go, well, what do they do? You don't have to explain all that, sh no. that shizzle. And I am... Shizzle. Uh, it's a social work phrase. I learned that at university. Um, uh, it's so, shit to anybody else that's you know wondering what shizzle means. It does not mean that. It's it does. It's, it's a nice. That's like a yeah. bit jazzy, yeah. jazzy, jazzy Jeff. Um, I am aware that we're. Shall we just do some parish notices and call that a day? Oh, go on then. See. This is what bugs me about you. We have a nice old blather and you go, oh, this is getting too long now for me. I'm getting bored now. My ADHD is kicking in and I need to go. I don't have ADHD. I, <laughs> I so do not have ADHD. Oh, have you ever been assessed for it? Just asking. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. I so do not have ADHD. <laughs> I've got not... It's like you look down a list of kind of symptoms or markers, that you've got that's not one of them that that is not i do not have adhd there's other things on the list honestly i'm the most normal person i know i i'm like mm. i'm like i'm like that's what somebody with a condition says normally yeah honestly i'm so totally normal i am oh yeah okay i'm yes, just dear. in it I'm an enthusiast. That's what I am. You I'm, are. I, yes. I am enthusiastic about what I do. And um, yes, you are. part of the reason to move, I shouldn't tell you, <laughs> a part of the reason to move is because I need to spend less time fiddling on for keeping the house running so I can spend more time <laughs> tormenting you. <laughs> me. Yeah, I was going to say, can we, I'm, I'm going to speak to, who's your Wi-Fi or, uh, provider in this new house? I just need to have a word with them to make sure that well, it doesn't go on for as about well. eight weeks. <laughs> I was looking up and I put the postcode in and I can get literally, oh, yeah. I can get all the Wi-Fi, all of it. It's all so you won't have to be shouting to everybody saying, uh, can you stop looking on Facebook, Paula? Because I'm trying to do a film. Uh, Absolutely. So I, I am entering the normal world. We'll get gas. We won't have, you know, there's all kind. we've got pavements, everything. It's just going to be amazing. Wow. Um, wow. And um, Scott, you and I have yeah, been on. pottering on in the internet. We have. Haven't we? Haven't we? And we've we been have. running some, some NVR informed sessions for families and practitioners. We have. Well, um, we've been we've doing it with in, in a bit of a partnership, haven't we? We've been doing a bit Ooh, of partnership. partnership. I think that's what you call it. Collaboration, collaborative oh, working. Get you with you your jazzy it. words, cranky. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, and and it was it, it has been very interesting actually because we started off doing it for um, FASD Ireland, and we're still doing yes. it with FASD Ireland because what we are very conscious of with, with all the stuff that we provide, we don't provide some real kind of opportunities to listen to strategies and all that kind of thing that comes with yes. al alternative parenting style, shall we say. And what's been really interesting is, and without naming any names, breaking any confidences and stuff like that, we've found that there's a number of kind of um, biological families who are coming forward looking for this as an alternative way of parenting as well with their sure, complex needs. Absolutely. Um, and it has been, it's been, actually I've, I mean, I was there for the first two and then I was there for the third one. I couldn't get to the fourth one because I was on cruise ship. Um, and it all went wrong with power <laughs> cuts and Zoom and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, so, so, but we've decided to put, we're, well, we're going to put two more on. Um, yes, but yes. we're going to do one before the school holidays in the summer. So we're going to be doing an introduction to NVR on the 13th of May and the 20th of May. Yeah. So Two sessions, two sessions. It's like an um, infomercial, isn't it? It's like this is what is. this is what I, real podcasters I feel, do. I feel isn't like, it? I, well, I feel like it's like people want to access this stuff, so let them 
you know, let them know about it. That's let them I'm have very it. keen about that. Yeah. Um, so it's In two sessions. Um, 13th of May and 20th of May, 9.30 to 12.30. So it's broken over two sessions because there's it's not massive homework. It's just self-reflection, I think. That, would that be the right phrase? Oh, my goodness, Scott. Oh, you're, oh yeah, I'm on fire tonight. You're on fire. <laughs> fire, I tell you. Get an extinguisher in there. <laughs> there's a little bit of self-reflection between day, day one and day two. But it is, Ooh. I mean, I... How many? I've I've been to four or five of these now, and every single time I get something new out of it. Um, and I don't know if that's just because there's new people or because you know I'm, I'm not actually listening. I'm in. listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's um, well, Al and I are both there. Al does the majority of the work. It has to be said, but I am there as well. So we have a bit of bants. We have a bit of you know all this. You're like a trolley so, dolly, aren't you? Like your teeth. I am. Anyway. Yeah, is everyone yeah. okay? Yeah, and, and then I'm screaming to the back, going ice, ice. Um, but yeah, so we're doing that, um, and it's available um, via FSD Island's website. So you can go to fsdisland.ie.ie people. It's available to everybody. So it's just the website is a little bit different. So it's fsdisland.ie forward slash workshops. Um, and if you scroll down to the, I think it's second from the bottom or the bottom one, it's an introduction to NVR. And you can book your place um, by clicking the link on there. Um, and what we're hoping to do, um, because we've now had two, the two sessions and we're now going to go into our third session. And in September, we're going to be having another one. We're going to be creating some um, peer groups out of those as well so that we can actually um, yeah. bring everybody together and we can actually continue on with it. The peer groups will obviously be accessible to everybody, um, FOC, free of charge. Um, yeah. But... We, you know, we, we, we genuinely want to offer this um, as a as an opportunity for people to kind of come together with their with their own beings, um, and look at some different options. And like I say, I get loads out of it every time. And I don't know if it's because I get to spend time with you because we very rarely get to do that these days. But it is just I I, I do love our mornings together on a Monday. It's, it's quite, nice, it's isn't it? Nice. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, Bring your own biscuits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's online. You don't have to go anywhere. It's literally online. You can, yeah. you know, um, we do at least expect you to show your face a couple of times um, during the sessions as well. So, well, you know. we try and make them sort of interactive. And I think that the, the thing Absolutely. is that I, I run them maybe every couple of months, I run them for different places and different people. Yeah. And then what is, what is really stand out to me is that they're all we try and make them specific and unique to the people who are on it so we we find yeah. out a little bit about you and say right okay like oh so it's a group of and we've had kinship carers we've had uh, biological parents we've had mm. um adoptive parents we've had professionals and we kind of go right well, let's make this work for you and so because mm. i just uh, there's nothing worse than going to a session and kind of it's just cookie cutter session Absolutely. the same slides yeah. and so they're all yeah. pretty bespoke um, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm sort of. It's. Uh, I feel like a, the house move is in a part of all of this. Is this real flux about what am I going to do with the next like 10, 15, 20 years? Which is kind of before I retire. Not that I think I'll ever no, retire. That's before death for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> before I die. Um, and just thinking about actually the support that <laughs> I was having a really moment there and you've, you've ruined the thing it. is i'm only about five years younger four years younger than you so. i know <laughs> and i've lived like a bloody monk and honestly um <laughs> i'm gonna live forever um so i just i kind of it's really making me think about actually what do we build here because there's families out there who are just really struggling uh, and yeah that's not adoption that's kinship the it, the the thing that breaks my heart the most is when I go and I, I meet kinship families and the stories mm. are just I think as adopters we we get we do get a raw deal but yeah. I think there's so many of the people get such a raw a deal yeah I agree that's not to dismiss that anyone's experience but I, you know and so how do we build communities and how do we support families and I think that's that's just a yeah. massive big deal it's around my head all the time. And I mean, this is just an introduction to NVR. It's not the actual full thing. So, but if we get enough um, requests for it, then we can put on a, a bigger thing, can't we? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's a the, the way NVR works is that it would be a leading to a specific intervention. I think that yeah. some families get taken away an awful lot that's enough to keep them going. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, beyond the next step beyond that would be to have a practitioner come and do a specific mm -hmm. intervention with you and your family and your community. But that's another thing that's maybe worth mentioning is if it's if it if you're in a couple or relationship and there's two of you, really good to get both of you there because there's nothing worse than oh. one person going. Oh, yes, you're so right. And I think 
because that's what I've noticed, and it's a discussion I had somewhere else. I can't remember where, or was it on the podcast? I don't know. Anyway, wherever it was, um, was about this, this, that you know, no offense, gentlemen, but you're absent from a lot of this stuff. Um, and you know, we talked to that, um, was it Matt a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, live. Right. Um, and that's that's where it was. That's where we talked about it, actually. Um, you know, it is clear that you know um, the kind of the more I don't want to use the word female parent, but the more nurturing parent is the one that will take part yeah. in these kinds of events, and then you know the men folk don't. <laughs> I don't know how to describe oh. you all, uh, but you know it's but that is that is very true and. Um, I noticed on a couple of these sessions, and again, not breaking any competences or names, but that is one thing that has kind of been said is, oh, I wish my other half had come because he probably won't believe me when I say this to him or that to him. And I think that's that's quite a clear thing. So if you can, mm. um, you can both say the same computer. There's no issue with that. You know? Well, I think it's, I mean, it's a, we see it time and time and again. I think you'll see it. And if you engage in forums and you'll hear people talk about yeah. their spouses and their partners and just that, that, that there's a, there's a friction there that is that is it may not be the, it's not the cause of the problem for sure but it's certainly not helping it's not part of the no. solution either um yeah. and i think that's one of the things that i'm increasingly seeing is just that and and supporting doing the support group for men is really mm. really interesting in the I sense of them um, yeah i bet it is yeah <clears throat> what do so, men uh, need and what do women need uh, that's a gross stereotype but you yeah I think well, it's it is, generally but, yeah. true isn't it it is, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and other things that we're doing, so um, if you uh, are... Are we doing some other things? Yeah, we, we are. You know we are. Oh, my days, man. My days. So um, this is going to be a blast because Al and I are going to be doing a one-night-only event. Are we? <laughs> but it's, on, it's only available if you're uh, in Ireland. <laughs> oh, is it? So why are we telling people then? I suppose I don't know. people so, in so, Ireland... Well, yeah, there is. Um, well, yes, there is. Thank you very well, what much. What happened to our roadshow? We were going to do roadshows. Yes, shows. I know. And we need to get back to that. I think that with all the unknowns with COVID, um, but now you're selling your house, you'll have a bit of money so we can pay for it. So it's fine. Um, Excellent. I'll, I'll, bu- I'll budget that in. That'd be wonderful. I'll pay f- I'll pay to let people sp- hear me yeah. speak. But um, if you are um, uh, if you're registered with Bernardo's in Ireland, then you will be receiving an email over the next couple of months um, about an event Al and I are doing. We're doing an evening with. We've been asked to do. We've been we asked, to, been do asked to do it yeah. because that makes me makes my skin crawl. The thought of you and me going. Uh, let's. I tell you what, Scott. Let's. How about <laughs> we do an evening with Scott now? That'd be wonderful. Like the Kylie Minogue, an evening with Kylie. You know, an evening with Scott. Yeah. Now. God. Now I could, I could interview you, and you could do a song. Yeah, maybe not. No, you wouldn't want to hear me sing. Do you have any party um, tricks or parlor tricks you could do? Yeah. What exactly. would you do in a party and someone says, do a turn, what do you do? Oh, my days, what do I do? Do you, do you, do you recite no, I, um, the burns? I, I think I would run. Poetry. I think I, no, I think I would run out the door. I'd love to hear you. Cringe. But why? I you, I you cringe. You live what have I got to offer? Spotlight. Oh, know, precious lamb. And then lastly, can I just... I can, can teach I you a juggle. Another? No, you're fine. I can do two balls. I can juggle two balls, should I say. Just before... You know, look at the face. I, oh, you can't see a listener. He's obviously <laughs> ready I'm not, to... I'm, I'm a consummate <laughs> professional and I don't yes. smirk at innuendo or um, childish... Just very, just very lastly, Ooh. FASD, another event that's gone on. It's, uh, in, in a few weeks' time, FASD Ireland are offering uh, the workshop Introduction to FASD. Um, I know it's for FASD Ireland, but <clears throat> you've used it in your work um, for some of your yeah, carers. Yeah, I loved it. Um, sent them on it. <clears throat> yeah, so um, anybody interested in that, um, if you're just wanting to find out a little bit more, um, especially if you're in Northern Ireland um, or Ireland, then FASD Ireland. But anyway. .ie forward slash workshops yeah i'll absolutely. put the links in the show notes but yeah a lot a lot of these stuff is you know crossover and the more the merrier and you don't have to be well, irish get, but still, you, we, do you have to bring guinness to the to the <clears throat> session that no you have to bring you have to bring barry's tea bags is it barry's i think it's called barry's tea bags right barry's and, uh, brand we're green yeah. <laughs> 
Is that a gross? Is that... Oh, that's a very bad stereotype. Is that a very Just bad be... stereotype? <clears throat> very. I was going to say something about our president. That's the sort of thing people yeah. could report me to Social Work England for, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I apologise. Yeah. If, if anyone's yeah. offended, I apologise. I, yeah. And I genuinely but, have seen the error of my ways. Yeah, but, and this is the thing, we're going to be doing loads more, aren't we? Next year, like after the summer, we're, we're going to be on it like a car bonnet. We're not. We're not going Are to be we? sitting about twiddling our thumbs. Yeah, we're going to be. This feels like a pep talk to me to get my finger out and do and work harder. Well, it's kind of a pep talk to you to say, just be ready, Al, because you're going to have so much time in your hand because you're not going to have to be maintaining a very large house. <laughs> well, if this application that I pull off pulls off, yeah, I'll be. be I'm, I'm traveling. Yeah. yeah. Bye. See ya. Yeah. Want to be ya? Anyway. Um, I, I feel like we've we've um, meandered along this through this one. I think we've got some interesting guests coming up. We've got um, uh, we've got talk... we've got we've got we've got we've got the PhD woman, haven't we? She's the PhD come woman. Yeah, um, I don't want to share because we haven't arranged it fully yet. No, we haven't. Well, we woman. no, we it's not that we've not arranged it. It's just we've not confirmed it. All right, okay. And we've got um, she probably doesn't even know. We haven't even answered the email. She's. <laughs> Um, it only came in about five o'clock. <laughs> I know, but um, we've got um, Becky Brooks is on the list of people to speak to about the edu- Adoption UK education stuff, which I think is really good. Yeah, uh, we'll, Always love yeah. a chat with Becky Brooks. Oh, it can't be a bit she's of a, Becky. She's a, good, she's a good egg. She's a star, star. Cool. Anyway, I, I am tired of talking now and it's very late yeah. and I have to get up tomorrow. I've got a, I've got a fostering panel tomorrow, so that's exciting. Oh, is yeah. that for your... Fostering. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to become a foster carer. The fourth bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what I? I had this conversation in the team meeting, and I said, "You do know that if I applied to be a foster carer, I couldn't get through the my my because you know they do a local authority check. Is this person yeah. known at children's services? Oh gosh, yeah. And I thought, yeah. you know, that I think that I am known. Yeah. Well, two of my and, children have been, but like my children have all been on the child and need register at some point. Yeah. In your so care. Um, the, in my <laughs> care, which is, you know, like, wow, you know, it's like, this man wants um, to foster, and I'm not going to foster. And, and we shouldn't joke about it. For anybody who's listening who gets offended at that, apologies. It's not that, offended you know, at what? There was any, any, no, just the fact that we're laughing, the fact that two of your children have been on the, the on a register while they've been in your care. But it, it was uh, clear, that, clear that Al was cleared of all... Oh, what? Oh, what are you going to say, Scott? What All exactly? Allegations. All allegations. <laughs> the allegation. There was one of it. Yeah. It was all fine. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. But no, but that was really good. Yeah. Anyway. And also, you wouldn't be able to present. That's for the, the after. That's for the after dark podcast. Yeah, that is. That you wouldn't be able to present an introduction to uh, fostering and be present in the same training. <laughs> Imagine. It's true, yeah. Yeah, I always find out when when we when we um, went through Jacob's adoption. They said, "Right, you need to go to um, the adoption preparation course." And I was like, "But I run it. It's <laughs> 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 impossible. I can't be in two places at once. Seriously, man. Yeah, <laughs> mm, that's a difficult sum. Absolutely. Um, anyway, yeah. interesting. Anyway, nice anyway. chat now." Yeah, as always, the pleasure was all yours. Um, it was indeed. Excellent. Bon Jovi. And Jovi. <laughs> <laughs>